In this episode, we're going to be meeting with MRA math teacher Stephanie Lynch as she talks about the differences in teaching from 10 years ago to now with how culture has impacted her classroom and what it looks like with a student-centered learning atmosphere. Stephanie. Good afternoon, Coach Weaver. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's it's our pleasure to, to have you on the podcast and talk about how your influences with your kids in your classroom and what that looks like daily and how, how much of an impact you are to those uh, young people in an academic classroom. So first things off, let's, uh, let's talk a little bit and dive into what led you into the teaching profession. Okay, so I went to um, Ole Miss, which is the great, as you know, is the greatest university, <laughs> University of Mississippi. I'm a huge Ole Miss fan, for those of you who are hotty toddy. Um, I went and graduated in chemical engineering. Um, I um, was also had a passion, I thought I had a passion for medical school, and so I was taking the MCAT to get ready for medical school. And um, when I graduated in May in engineering, I kind of had a period where I was just, just studying for the MCAT, hadn't gotten a job or doing anything in between. And um, it was about September, uh, mid-September, when my next-door neighbor kind of knocked on the door and said, hey, we have an opening. We have an opening at, a, um, at Hillcrest Christian School for a biology teacher. Our biology teacher kind of just up and left us, and we're kind of in a bind. And um, I was said, okay, I can, you know, I'm not doing that. I need to make some money while I'm up here studying. So I um, went, interviewed for the job, got it, because they were kind of, they were kind of desperate at the time. <laughs> so, um, and I was teaching biology and physical science. And um, then at this point, uh, I actually had gotten my score in the med- MCAT, got an interview at MC that kind of went downhill. It wasn't, it wasn't a very good interview, wasn't my finest. Um, and the uh, dean at the time told me, you know, you're, I'm not sure if you're going to be able, be able to make it in the medical prof- profession. You know, I remember leaving that, you know, interview in tears and upset, but at the same time having a peace about it because I knew what I was supposed to do. I knew I was loving teaching, and I knew I wanted to be a teacher. So um, I, I've been love, loved it and was on board to be a teacher ever since. Right, so you went alternate track. I went a very alternate track, yes. To where teaching yes. wasn't even in your your scope of interest at Not all. Not at all. Not at all. To where it it now is, it defines you as a person. Exactly. Of who you are. Exactly, um, exactly. And you kind of have so, a background in coaching as well. I did. I was a big basketball player and I actually played basketball against Coach Vandiver, who's a, um, one of our coaches here at MRA. Um, we always played against each other. Um, so I loved basketball, and I coached basketball for about two years, I think, eighth-grade basketball at Hillcrest. So, which, you know, kind of was <laughs> kind of it was really fun. I learned a lot of lessons, but definitely learned I wasn't a coach. But I did bring that mentality of the coach into the classroom, and I think that's what kind of got me more enthusiastic about teaching. So when you, when you bring – you said bring the culture mm-hmm. uh, of the coaching world, mm-hmm. and you bridged it with the academic side. That's right. So now they're co-curricular. Talk about how you got started with your classroom and maybe what it looked like from the first time you stepped in a classroom mm-hmm. 
to where you are now and how you evolved as a teacher? Right. I would say, well, obviously the first time I stepped in the classroom, it was a disaster. I had not taken a teaching class. I had not gone to school. Didn't think I was going to be a teacher. I had thought I had other plans. So it was definitely a disaster. I, it was, um, I didn't really know what I was doing. Learned a lot that first year, I think, as we all do. And um, But I, then I got, when I got rolling, when I got into the subject area that I was more passionate about, things started to get rolling, and I started, okay, I can do this. I got this. And um, when you just learn to just, you know, you just learn to get the kids to buy into your program, and I think that's how I evolved over here. You just get pe- people to buy in. You help them. You want them to catch your enthusiasm. And, um, and I think that's kind of where I was and where I am now, just kind of getting them enthusiastic about a subject that they may or may not be so enthusiastic about. So what what about math intrigued you so much? Why was it math? Well, I was I was majoring in engineering and if any engineers have to take a lot of math and I was I, I that was where I excelled. That's where I excelled in like helping other people. That's where I could explain. That's where I really understood. So math really was my I knew that was my avenue. If I was going to get into teaching, I would have to be in math. So I know there's a lot of people listening that are interested in in technique especially teachers and even coaches in techniques that help build an identity inside of a classroom and you do such a phenomenal job of engagement with the with the kids your your teacher involvement the engagement of having them i guess own the classroom they have stock in your classroom Uh, they look forward to going into your classroom and uh, can you talk about some of the the ideas that you've come up with, I know there's some, some cool things that they can watch on, uh, on their computer. Mm-hmm. There's things that they can see on Twitter with social media. Uh, just some of the techniques that you use for student engagement. Yes. Um, I, um, for me, it was all about enthusiasm. Um, just to get my kids enthusiastic about math because that's hard to do. I know I'm enthusiastic about it, but they're not enthusiastic at all. Or some of them are. Some of them I definitely are. wasn't. <laughs> yeah, I, <know. laughs> I definitely was not in high school. I know. Some people have that athletic factor. Some people don't. <laughs> um, I just, I started off um, social media. So I started pulling them in because kids are so into social media. So I had to pull that in to kind of get them into my classroom. So I have a, a Twitter page called at MRA Mathletes. And um, when the kids do well on a test, they get shout outs. Um, even if they answer questions in class when they're engaged, they'll get a shout out for being engaged. And I, then I found that the kids like bought into that really fast. They were, Miss Lynch, can I get a shout out? I want to, you know, they want to be on Twitter. They want a shout out. Um, so that got, that kind of brought everybody in and like want, wanting to get, you know, excel in the test, wanting to participate in class. So, um, that's just, so Twitter's one aspect that I kind of pull my students in. Another aspect is I do video lessons. I do a flipped classroom, so I do video lessons, and I affectionately call it Lynch Flicks instead of Netflix. So um, get, get them to watch my Lynch Flicks. Now, they don't always want to binge watch, which I always <laughs> try to encourage them to binge watch my Lynch Flicks, but they don't. Um, but, uh, so they watch me do a video, and then they come in the next day, and we just work problems. And I've, I've, we both, I mean, that was something I tried, and I was like, how is this going to work? And it ended up, because I'm able to, like, be with them as they're working a problem, which I love. It's like coaches in practice. You're able to be, you know, there in practice. Exactly. I get to be while, there while they're practicing their math. Exactly. And I get to help them through the problem. So, and I kind of make Lynch Flicks fun. Um, I'm kind of goofy and kind of, you know, they laugh. They, they like to come back the next day. Oh, we saw when you did this, or we, you know, you said this in the video, and it was so funny, and you were, you know, 
totally a dork in there doing that. And I'm like, yeah, I was. It was, you know, so the funnier you are and kind of the offbeat you are, the more they're engaged. So. I think it's if you're real with them. Yeah, and you're because real. We, right. we talked about in uh, the previous episode of how kids can spot a fake. Right, exactly. And exactly. if you're real with them on that video, yes. and it's who you yes. are in the classroom, yes. uh, they're more uh, engaged right. with right. that teacher. They connect with that teacher. Right. They right. feel like they know that that teacher better. Right, right. And I have my joke of the day. So they always love the joke of the day. Coach Weave, you're my, you're my, one of my, after my mom, you're the second person that likes my joke of the day. It's always my mom, and I can count on Coach Weaver here to be like a fan of my joke yeah, of the day. I, I love it. I look for the joke of the day. Yes. I, I have my phone. I'm like, where is it? Where is it? And, <laughs> and like to give it a like. Thank um, you, Coach Weaver. Thank you for supporting. Uh, what are some other techniques? I know I've talked to some kids in the school, and you give them nicknames. I do. For, I do. For, for the class. Right. And I think that's right. huge. It gives them an identity right. inside of your classroom. So talk right. about how that process goes of how do they maybe get the nickname? Okay. Is there any relevance to it or is it just a nickname? Okay. Um, well, I st- actually, I started this when I first started teaching. And it was just, I, I don't know why, it just kind of happened. I was just like, I'm, your nickname's going to be this and your nickname's going to be this. And we just, it's just something they do or something that connects us that just is funny and we all get a laugh out of it. But the kids love to get the nickname. Um, sometimes it happens. Sometimes it's something they do. I, I know a student, Hayes Puckett, couldn't pronounce the math word monomial. He would say he would say monomial or something like that. So his nickname from now on has been monomial. So every time I pass him in the hall, I'm like, hey, monomial. You know, it just or you know, some people don't. Some people go there all year and don't get a nickname. And I had had one student one time. And since you haven't given me the nickname, I'm the only one that haven't <laughs> hasn't gotten a nickname. So right then and there, I dawned her nickname so your nickname is nickname since you wanted one so much so from here wow. on out she's she's nickname so uh it's just kind of fun it's just a way that we connect and it's kind of it kind of takes off because everyone starts calling them <laughs> by their nickname like around school and um it's just it's just something fun it just connects us and it's something personal and you know like you said it gives them an identity and mm-hmm. it's just um it's just fun and it's fun to come up with a nickname it's fun to have it just it's it makes everyone laugh it's just a fun fun thing that I'd like to do in my class. How did the enthusiasm part come out uh, in your classroom? So it just, you know, I, I knew I had, if I was excited about the subject, my kids would automatically just, you know, if she's so excited, I can be excited too. And it just was more of a, how can I capture their attention? And I knew in basketball, you kind of capture their attention with, you know, kind of high fives and getting them pumped. And so I kind of incorporated that a little bit in the classroom. I can make, I can make them mathletes. We're not just students, we're mathletes. We're um, this isn't just a test day, it's a game day. This isn't, uh, you know, we, we make everything all about the athlete and we get, we get pumped for it. Um, at some point, it, it's so funny, uh, my fifth period the other day before a test, they started playing the na-na-na-na-na, getting all excited yeah. right before the test. And so I, pre-game music Pre-game going music, on. that's right. I, that's right. Just getting ready for the test. It, just, it made me laugh because that was something I didn't do. I was like, oh, I wish I would have thought of that, but they thought of that on their own and we're getting pumped on their own, just kind of, just we all laughed about it because it was something funny and they're they're getting pumped for their test and they come in, they do that and they sit down and they crank out their test. So it was really, really made me laugh. Those 10th graders have more fun personalities. Have you seen any uh, positive reinforcement from that, being called mathletes instead of just coming to math class? Yes, yes. And I, I'm not going to take credit for the word mathletes that for those you know, you know that comes off the movie Mean Girls. <laughs> <laughs> so I totally stole it from the girl uh, Mean Girls movie, but it just... It made me laugh when I was watching that movie that they called themselves mathletes, and I, so I thought I can bring that to the class. 
you know, and that's, that's part of my, what I do in my classroom, mine's all about enthusiasm. That created the culture of enthusiasm. Mm. So when the minute I, everything we do, we call, I call us mathletes, or sometimes I call us algebras. Um, so I, I kind of do both those terms, and, I, and when we have a test, it's game day. It's not just test day, it's game day. Yeah. You know, so we um, we kind of, kind of, that's kind of, that just creates, for me, it created enthusiasm. It wasn't just boring, let me go to math class, let me be a part, let me be a student in math. You know, you're not a student, you're a mathlete. It's right. what we are in well, here. let me take a test. It's... Right, right, it's game day. That's right. how we, you know, that's what we're going to do. It's game day today, and sometimes I, I laugh because I'm always, I'm really corny. My kids know I'm very corny. But before we take a, before we, on game day, before we take a test, before we have our game, sometimes we like all huddle up. And then we do one, two, three mathletes. And we uh, let's everybody say one, two, three mathletes. And we do, especially on a test where they're kind of nervous. Right. It kind of, to be honest, it kind of like eases. It makes them laugh because they know I'm goofy. And they're like, this is just goofy. But they laugh and it sets them at ease before they're taking like a big test that they're kind of nervous about. So if they do a one, two, three mathletes, it kind of kind of sets them, kind of calms them down a I little like bit. That. So we kind of. Like and if the test that. runs over, it's. I call it overtime. overtime. We've gone into overtime. So it's just kind of how it goes. Well, as. Uh, as we continue on, uh, I am blown away by what happens in your classroom. I think it is needed in today's academic world. And how have you seen education change? Um, you and I have been in for about 20 years. Mm -hmm. Just say the last 10 years, have you seen the paradigm shift in education for where students need to be engaged? It's just, I, I think we can all know that technology plays a huge part in that. I mean, in the last 10 years, the technology's taken off, and we've had to catch up. So, and I think in our classroom, we had to, they had, they were looking at screens, and I think I, that's when I realized they were looking at screens, and they weren't looking at me. Mm -hmm. So, I, was, I had to decide, how am I going to get their attention? I've got to do something to catch their attention. I've got to, I've got to you know, compete with that screen. So, um, I knew I had to change uh, what I did, and I just think... Um, I think in the last 10 years, just the technology has just made our kids, um, you know, you got to be kind of interesting. You got to pull them in or they're not going to, they're not going to buy in or they're not right. going to pay attention. Right. So I think. So you had to put yourself on the screen. Yeah, I did. And I, as you know, I'm uncomfortable right. <laughs> with that. Right, right. uncomfortable. Good thing this is just a, a know, podcast. I, yes, yes. So I had to go, I got to, had to go outside my comfort zone to do, you know, to get their attention for right. sure. Well, as we finish up, um, which you said the word culture mm -hmm. and culture is a huge word in, in 2018, 2019 mm -hmm. with athletics and academics, the culture of a classroom, culture of a team, uh, are the same thing. So we, we, we discussed this earlier, uh, John Torrey and I, our, our other podcast host, uh, it has to be original. Mm -hmm. And I think your culture in your classroom is original and it's relevant to those kids. So playing game day, pregame music mm -hmm. before you take a test, and they know that. It's not just mm -hmm. they come in one day and they hear music. Right. It's like, oh, they know it's test day. Right. So they're hearing music being, being pumped out right. uh, for like a soccer game or a football game right. or a baseball game. The same thing as your classroom. Right. It's being game day. Uh, the cool thing for me, and when we define culture of an organization, so of a school, of a team, of a classroom, uh, it's how to act, how to communicate, and how you treat others. And it's evident that you do all three of those in your classroom. And um, the ways that you communicate, the ways that your kids treat each other with mathletes and, and everything that's going forward, um, it's a blessing to see how kids are starting to learn in the 21st century 
Uh, talk about the open policy that you have, I guess, of them to have ownership of your classroom. Right. Um, they do. They have They have ownership. I mean, if they ever want to, I tell them all the time, if you have a great idea, if you want to present that to the class, if you have something that can... Um, they just they just know that if they have something that they want to come forward and present, like, hey, Miss Lynch, this going to be a better idea. We can do this. Can we do this? Or can we – they know in my classroom I'm open to those suggestions because really and truly it's all about them. And I think that creates a part of enthusiasm that kind of helps. And, and the kids can see that. And I think um, I think they know that, that I love teaching and I'm doing it because I want to. So And I think they, they buy into that. And I, I just – I love it. I think with so. their kids it's – they get to go to math class instead of they, they have, have to right. go to math class. That's, so that's true. Stephanie, thank you so much thank for you. joining the Culture Classroom today. Thank you so much for having me, Coach Reber. I really appreciate it. You can hear Stephanie and I present Grade Book to Game Plan, a general session at LLI Southwest hosted by the Oak Ridge School in Arlington, Texas. This general session will entail different techniques and strategies to promote student-centered learning inside of your classroom. Don't forget to follow the Culture Classroom on Twitter at CultureClass19. Start a thread letting us know how you incorporate student engagement in your classroom.